The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Craig. The combine is over, and there is some rumblings and bumblings and fumblings going on in the NFL just before free agency starts. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 369. All right, Raider Nation, on this show, we will have free agent fragile. That's right, the Oakland Rangers are a bit fragile. We're talking about signing Mike Brazell <laughs> to a deal. That's some big deal. Brother, we got a hit on that for show. Also, the Combine, we got some picks. We got some draft picks, possibly. You know, there's a lot of rumors, as always, but... We don't have Mr. Davis, so things are a little bit uh, more fluid, should I say. We'll hit that. And the bone line. And some mixed news. Some little tidbits coming out here and there. It is really quiet out of Alameda. Let's get to it. I guess we should get to the tidbits first because, well, what's what the hell I'm going to do right now? Brandon Myers is talking as though he's not going to get re-signed. He's talking as though we don't have enough cap room for Brandon Myers. Is he asking for too much money? I don't know, but it's, it's familiar. It sounds awfully familiar from our tight end perspective, like we got these guys waiting in line that are great. Um, so I'm disturbed. To hear that, I'm disturbed not to hear anything about Wheeler. I'm disturbed to not hear anything about anything coming out of Oakland, quite honest. Now, really, it gets me back to the 2012 season one that we knew was going to be rocky, but not on the rocks. We knew we would have trouble, but not be in trouble. And so those facts remain to be a sore spot Well, in my ass, quite honestly. Things like this really piss me off when the coach, Dennis Allen, just watched videos with Allen at the Combine. He came out at the end of it and admitted that he made some mistakes. He said that they really didn't have a clue as to who they had as far as players even after watching film of them playing under Hugh Jackson. Basically, it sounded like it was a clusterfuck. They had no clue where they were. They didn't know the players. They didn't have a clue. Thus, the Marcel Reese appearance late in the season. Thus, the lack of McFadden production. Thus, the lack of choices and good judgment calls by this entire front office staff, including Reggie and company. I know they tried to make chicken salad out of chicken shit, but come on. I'm not going to give him that much credit. There's a lot of Raider fans out here that... Now I'm going on a rant. You're goddamn right. There's a lot of fans that are saying, oh, we were in cap hell. We really couldn't do things. And 
We really had some lot of issues. When you sign Mike Brazell as the first guy you, you sign back for this upcoming season, a lineman, and I know we need depth at lineman position, but he sucked. He sucked. Do they see that he's possibly something for the new power blocking scheme? He's a zone blocking ba- uh, lineman. Something like this disturbs me greatly. Greatly. I don't see how he's going to help McFadden better this season than he did last year. I just don't understand how the hell we're going to go forward if we continue to not be able to step forward. We continue to make buffoonery moves. I mean, yes, I'm going to get a bunch of crap from people saying we got to be positive. Yeah, I want to be positive, but right now, this very minute, you know, and let's just throw in the Holmgren thing. Uh, Let's just do that now, too, because I feel like it. For crying out loud, Mark Davis, and I believe Randy on this, reached out to Mike Holmgren to have him come in and be some kind of president, chairman of the board kind of a position. Why? Because Reggie don't know what the fuck he's doing. That's why. Why? Because our team sucked so bad last year, and no one has an answer for it. That's the problem. Yes, we sucked. What's the plan? Well, we're not sure. They didn't even have a freaking plan when they took over the team last season, and here they looked, you know, all the puppets were in the right place. All the strings were, oh, we're going to do better. Oh, all that bullshit that we've been hearing for the last 10 years continued to spew out of the Atomita offices that I thought were cleaned up after they got rid of the buffoons in there, and nothing has fucking changed. Now, I know I shouldn't be negative. I should be positive. I should be more of a... Let's we're going to get better because we have to get better. I know we do. But the frustration on this fan is it's unbelievable. It's comical. Okay, I'm not worried. I'm not stressed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed at the lack of action so far even still. Mike Brazell, are you freaking kidding me? With all the deals we have to get done and that's what we have and it's March 8th, people. So uh, that's the end of my rant. I got to get into the show, but for crying out freaking loud, man, this organization is fucked up still. And I was hoping that a general manager would put some stability in it and is far from stable. And that is all I have to say about that. Okay, let's get on to a more positive story. The free agent fragility of the Oakland Raiders, or as I'd like to say, as a great coach once said, what the hell's going on around here?
Well, Raider Nation, you know by now the big story of the day. Mike Purcell gets signed to a contract. <laughs> the lineman, I think he sucked. You know, I could be wrong, but I don't think he did very well. Um, and that was one of Reggie's guys that he brought in. Thank you very much. And, well, we signed him. Gosh, we had, I'm glad we're working hard. We got things going on. I have no doubt that the Raiders have been talking to all these players since the end of the season. They had to have. Let me just say, I hope that they have been talking to all these guys before now. I can only speculate that that's what's happening because I've been told of that from other teams. I don't know about our team yet because, (laughs) to me, the jury's still out. Now, listen, man. We have business to take care of. Got DHB, McFadden. We got some people. Got Kelly. We got McClown. You know, what are we going to do with Rolando? The rumor is Rolando is out. So we're going to take a big cap hit there. So are the Raiders looking to maybe add someone? Like, what about adding a Samoa? Now, if we added someone like him to our defensive back again, got him for a good deal because he's available. He would fit our defensive scheme, and he would be a benefit to that backfield that is sorely needing some talent. Now, that would be a good signing, and that I could take. I could take us signing him and then letting other contracts go out because having a good player is important. But so far, we have heard nothing about the Palmer thing, and incidentally, if you guys haven't heard by now, Pryor's ready to play. Yet again, two stories pop up in the news. This is how dry it is at the Oakland Raiders' well right now. (laughs) This is how dry it is. Two stories about Terrell Pryor. I'm ready to play. I want a chance to quarterback. Well, yes. I could probably count on all my fingers and toes, plus some of the stories that said the same damn stuff. It is stale here in Alameda, and it's stale because we got inaction. And I don't know if that's good. I don't know if it's bad. We shall see pretty doggone soon because the 12th is right around the doggone corner. I can see it from here. So I hope that there is some absolute magic going on there because the free agents we need to sign are players we're going to need. The people we need to cut need to be cut before we have to pay them a bonus. There's a lot that has to happen. So I'm just going to kick back here and see. But for right now, all I got to say, just like the great Vince Lombardi, what the hell's going on around here? And that is all I have to say about that. All right, the 2013 Combine. It was epic. You know, I got to tell you, as a fan, it's really, really been great. This year is probably the best year 
that I have seen the combine. I remember when it started out to be nothing. wasn't even on TV. <laughs> and then, you know, we got little glimpses here and there, and now it is a humongous production. 333 young men trying to get their spot in the sun. 7.2 million viewers. 7.2 million viewers. Don't tell me the NFL didn't make any damn money on this thing. They made a ton of dough on young men who ain't getting a doggone penny for it. Crazy, huh? I think so. Well, the combine went off very well. We have some great prospects. Um, but you know what? It's hard to read this team. In days past, you know we're going to get the fastest guy. <laughs> days past. We were going to get the fastest at any position where we were called. We're picking number three. That's kind of painful just to say. Now, a lot of people saying we should trade down, but I don't know at three. I don't know if anyone's going to want anybody at three. We'll see. Always changes. Things move and shake. Phone calls are happening right now about our draft number and about what we're doing. So it is not inconceivable. However, I do believe that second-round pick that we gave up to Seattle for Curry yeah, was um, way more valuable than our first pick because the second-round pick, there's a lot of teams that are going to want to go to that position and trade up for that. And that is a shame because Seattle is going to score with that pick themselves. They have two of them. So here we go. Now, since the Chiefs did pick up Alex Smith, <laughs> and incidentally, yes, we should be concerned. Yes, they are very much like the 49ers. Let me rant here for a second. The Chiefs have all the talent and have had terrible coaching. Horrible coaching. Well, that's changed. As of this season, they got a great coach, and they will get on it right away. And with Alex Smith, we better watch out. They got a really good team, and I'm afraid for the first time in years of the Kansas City Chiefs. So they were looking at maybe Geno Smith, which would be a great pickup for them, but now he's not because they're going to go with Luke Jokel, a, a uh, lineman, an offensive lineman who was stellar numbers and everything off the charts at the Combine, and they will probably take him. Uh, you know, <laughs> the fact that we're talking about Geno Smith, it just gives me a headache. It's just going to be a headache. You know, he's not, you know, the best quarterback. I mean, what is the best quarterback in this draft? It is certainly not like last draft. So, you know, you're going to take a big chance, a Jamark-esque chance on any quarterback this season. I say we are far enough away where we should be able to go with what we got and then maybe pick up somebody in the late rounds. I don't know, but we don't need this guy uh, in the first round. We need linemen, and we need defensive linemen, and we need defense, period. Just say no to Teo, though. So when I looked the list of defensive players, and incidentally, this is one of the deepest lineman draft on either side of the ball we've had in some time. So, you know, 
I know that best player, best position, but when you have this many big men coming out, you got to grab you a few, and I'm telling you, we need a couple. Now, offense, I think we should just hang. I don't think we should get anything on offense. Three Floyd, defensive tackle. Eric Fisher is an offensive guy. Another guy. I don't I think he's a great guy. But I just think we need the needs are so great on defense, it's not even funny, especially in the front. Bjorn Werner, defensive end Florida State, as another guy comes to mind. I mean, I don't think we should even go at cornerback. And forget Geno Smith, Lane Johnson. I mean, these are all good tackles offensively, but Deion Jordan, there's another one. Jarvis Jones, I will say, is probably my favorite linebacker in this entire draft. Incredible athlete. Seeing him on the field, he would do a great job, a great job for the Oakland Raiders. But, you know, Star Lutulele, there's another guy. He had some medical issues. But I just think, looking at his film, he's so tenacious. And I don't know what these guys, you know, I like seniors, too, when they come out of college. He's out of Utah. I don't know what the press or these sports experts think. I look at the guy. I look at the team. I look at his tenacity. Uh, I don't know what their their thing is. Probably size, weight, what they did at the combine kind of thing. I don't know. But this guy here is a tough player. He's got some heart issues, however. Uh, even... Sheldon Richardson out of Missouri, another fantastic defensive guy. You could really not go wrong by picking a lineman either side of the ball out of this group, and that's what I think we should do. You must have a strong foundation, man. We got to have people who can rush the passer. We have to, and we have lost that ability. You could see it last season. We didn't have any. We were manhandled by everybody. You know, we got Lamar Houston on there. We got Shaughnessy. We got good players. You know, we got good players on defense. We need to fine-tune the defense right now with this group of young men. We have a great opportunity to get some big guys, some depth in future so we can build our defense, really, next season a little bit, work on our offense a little bit. I think our offense will be fine, much better now. We'll need some help, maybe in the later rounds. But in my opinion, a skilled position, so to speak, I don't believe in that term at all. Forget the quarterback position. Um, linebacker, I think we need. Uh, but defensive tackles in this draft need to be picked up by the Oakland Raiders. We need them big time. Offensive line wouldn't be bad either. We must start with the basics to build our team around the beef on the front line. That's what works, people. We've seen it year in and year out, especially on the defense. So, the Combine, great event. Uh, great to see these young men um, doing their thing. Like I've said it a million times, there is nothing like football. There's nothing like judging these players on the play they do on the field because that is their job. Not lifting weights, not jumping in, up and touching sticks, and not jumping from one place to another, see how far you could jump. None of that shit happens on the field. When you're playing football, 
That happens on the field, and that's what I judge these guys on, not on this other crap, even though it's nice to see, and that is all I have to say about that. Well, I'd love to have more to report on, but since the crickets are in Alameda, let's hear the crickets, Randy. That's all we're hearing. We're not hearing very much other than the Brussels signing. Yeah. And so we shall move on to the bone line where the fans have all the knowledge up in this house. That is for show. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Let us hear it. Let us hear it true. Let us hear it real. What you got to say, my man, and women, too? <laughs> the Fem Fatals of the Raider Nation, I know you are out there. What's up, people? Well, first on the phone line is my good brother, Houston Raider Steve. He's loaded with knowledge, but this was very special. This is the post-Super Bowl. I know it's been a while, but he has a rant for the whole Raider Nation. You'll appreciate every bit of it. What is up, Raider Steve? Hello, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raider Steve. I just got done watching the videos that Randy did with his friend Mike down in uh, New Orleans for the Super Bowl. I was down there myself. I took a seven-hour bus ride over there on the Greyhound, went up there for the day and came back. One of the best 24 hours I've ever spent. It was a sea of purple over there. Ravens fans outnumbered him, 4-1, 49er fans. I find it ironic that he kept saying all the time, Who's better than us? Nobody. All right, on three. One, two, three. Hey, who's got it better than us? Nobody! Hey, who's got it better than us? Nobody! Yeah! Well, the Ravens went out and took care of business. They were ahead pretty comfortably. They even had, a, uh, as we all know, the power outage for, what, about 30 minutes or so, 35 minutes? Power outage is so long, a lady friend of mine left the bar, got home, called me up and said, guess what? I guess they're still going to wait another 10 minutes before they get the power back on. Yeah, her name is Sheila and everything. She's a huge Texans fan. But anyway, he only interviewed one Raven fan. Isn't that ironic? All of those 49er fans were all yelling, who's better than us? Nobody. Tell that to the Baltimore Ravens who are hosting the Super Bowl trophy. That's poetic justice. All these people I was running into, these 49er fans, one guy at the grocery store said, oh, yeah, all these Ravens fans are all going to be disappointed after the game. Well, anyway, go Ravens and go Raiders. Love you, my brothers and sisters. We're going to be back, baby. Hey, Mike, by the way, who's better than us? Oh, the Baltimore Ravens. Surprise, surprise. 5-1, get, get used to reality. Now you're back in our world. Now you know what it feels like to lose the Super Bowl. Yep, Cal and Kaepernick couldn't do anything. Mr. Magic, whatever they call him, doing all that stuff where he kisses his arm or whatever and go around strutting around. Anyway, couldn't have been better. I think most of the nation, Cowboy fans, Saints fans, most of the nation were sick of the fear against the 49ers. Oh, by the way, 49er fans, this isn't your dad's and uncle's team of Joe Montana and Steve Young. Jerry Rice. I know it's a newer team. They'll probably be back in the Super Bowl. It was kind of nice to see you take it on the chin. Oh, by the way, I guess you kind of forgot about last year at the stake when you got your tails kicked by the uh, New York Giants. Surprise, surprise. 
Welcome to our world. Go Raiders! That's right. Who's got it better than us? Everybody. (laughs) I hated that. Good job, Steve. And next is my good brother, Raider Chongo, from Copperopolis, California. What is up? Raider Greg, Raider Nation, this is Raider Chongo calling from the same old Cup Robles, California. Just got done listening to the latest pod, the one just came out today. And I uh, gotta say, listening to the phone line, just listening to people, very negative vibes going on. And you know what? I just gotta say to all Raider fans out there, Raider Nation out there, what the fuck did you expect was gonna happen in the year with this team? Honestly. If you honestly thought they were just going to magically be fucking great, it just wasn't going to happen. Forget Greg fucking Nap. Forget any of that bullshit. I don't just forget the staff they put together this year. The idea that Richie McKenzie and Dennis Allen were going to walk into the situation and all of a sudden this was going to be a Super Bowl fucking game is insane. And the fact of the matter is that people are pissed off that Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen is fucking stupid. There is so much damage that has been done to this team before they even walked in the fucking door, okay? Now, I can't remember which fucking Harbaugh is in San Francisco, but there's only one reason why overnight they became a Super Bowl contender. It's because Trent Baalke has been there for like 10 fucking years and has put together that team from the bottom up. Trent Baalke drafted Patrick Willis. Trent Baalke made every fucking decision for that team for like 10 years, and that's why they're successful. They had all those bad coaches, and you know what they did? They stockpiled picks every fucking year. They made great draft choices every fucking year. See how many first-round picks on that offensive line? Three of them. Okay? How many high-round picks do they have on that defense? A ton. It's all Trent Dawkins. He's got nothing to do with the fucking Harbaugh. It's, you know, the fact that they walked, he walked in the door, he just didn't fuck up. That's all he did. There was a single Terrell with a catch. They just fucked up that team. He didn't. All right? You couldn't expect. Nobody could have, nor should have, nor should they hold it against Reggie McKenzie or Dennis Allen for the current situation we're in. I understand getting pissed off about Greg Knapp. No problem with that. Entirely understandable. Who traded the first round draft pick for Richard Seymour? Al Davis. Who traded two picks for Carson Palmer? Neither Reggie McKenzie or Dennis Allen. Who made those contracts? The first contracts, they, those were all redone contracts in order to make last year's cap situation even work. So last year we were in cap hell. We had to restructure a bunch of contracts, had to kill a, you know, hack a whole bunch of players' uh, roles. And this year we're in fucking cap hell because all the restructures aren't any good because that's what happens with NFL contracts. And this is what fucking happens. This is what happens when you have stupidity in the front office making bad decisions. Year in and year in and year in. Shit, we were paying for Javon Walker's contract like three years after he was up the fucking team. We were paying for Demarcus Russell's contract up until last year. I mean, people, wake the fuck up. Look, I think there's going to be a lot of shit that goes down this offseason. I could see DMC gone. I could see Carson Palmer gone. They're teams that would be interested in trading for both those guys. Would we get a lot for them? No. But you could trade them probably for some low-round picks. The claim's gone. I've crunched the numbers. I could see anywhere, you know, up to, if you consider whacking everybody, Tommy Kelly, even Sebastian Janikowski, yes, Sebastian contract 
$4 million for a kicker. I'm sorry. I don't care if you do go 33 for 35. You're not worth $4 million bucks. And you can all get wacky and say, like, 26 mil, somewhere in that ballpark. You can bring back Philip Wheeler. Maybe you pick up a guy. Here's a name to think of, Raider Nation. Andy Levitra, guard from the Bills. We make a lot of sense. And what do you do with the number three spot? Starla Tulele? Fuck no. That's a dumb idea. We're not going to go three four. You don't need a 325-pounder in the middle of that fucking defense. No, you trade down. The Rams are the perfect partner. They need a left tackle bad. Get two first and a second. I'm telling you, you get a four three defensive tackle like a Sheldon Richardson from Mizzou. You get you know a guy like Barrett Jones, the first offensive lineman from Alabama, guy who can play any other positions. Second round, you go get a guy like that big beast from SMU to play the defensive line. The jump on Reggie McKenzie, the jump on Dennis Allen after one fucking year is stupid. It's stupid, stupid, stupid. These are not people that walk into a loaded situation with a shit ton of talent and a shit ton of money to spend anywhere they wanted to. Okay? That is not the situation they're in. So just chill the fuck out. That's what I think. I just think everybody in the nation needs to chill out and relax. Breathe. Let the year play out. Watch free agency. Watch the combine. Watch all this stuff. Relax. And just let it play out. And next year, not this offseason, not this year that comes up, next offseason, when all of a sudden all this bad money clears, when all these things go away, we've got another full draft, you can really start to judge this coaching staff and Reggie McKenzie. At that time, I believe you can really start judging. When you watch how that draft goes and that year goes, and at year three, after that, you can be as critical as you want. I give anybody free license to be as critical as you want after that. But any time before that is crazy. We don't know how the talent could be. He even said they couldn't even use like 65% of their defensive scheme because they didn't have any talent. In the big corners. I mean, how the hell are you supposed to be successful when you can't do anything on defense? All right? That's all I got to say with this. You just feel about chill out. got to relax. I understand being critical, but you got to back up and breathe. Just chill. Wait and see how things go. Let's watch this year. Let's be patient next year, and then let's criticize. Let's be as harsh as we have to be to make things work. But right now, everyone needs to take a step back. A lot of emotional stuff's gone in the last two years, and just chill. All right, I'm out. Well, that was a very zen-like rant. I appreciate it. <clears throat> the rest of the Raider Nation appreciates it. I feel better. <sighs> <laughs> kind of. Well, you know, that's true. We got to do what we got to do, which is we can't do shit. We got to watch and see. Let us hope that it is so, but for my money, uh, yeah, there was a lot of bad moves last year and a lot of poor observation of the players and talent we had on our team to begin with. So eh, I'm going to try to be patient, but it's going to be tough for me, Padna. All right, who's next? And next we have my very good brother from Nebraska, that would be Nebraska Raider. What's up, brother? 
Podcast was great, as you guys always put on. This is Nebraska Raider calling in. Um, I was the last caller on the last podcast. I'm not sure if I left my name or not. I thought I called back a second time. I know Randy put me on the on the uh, forum as the last caller, but um, and I just got done listening to this last podcast. And Money Man, Money Man has spoken. Raider and uh, um, Raider Todd from Fresno. I respect your guys' opinion. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I ain't calling you no names like clown or idiot or anything in the book. I respect your opinion. And, that you know, that's why we call this show. So, that personally, that's why I call this show. So I can hear Greg's opinion. I can hear opinions from people in the U.K., Bakersfield, you know, Iowa, where California, wherever, you know. I think that's why we all call this show so we can get the opinions of everybody. And it, you know, it broadens our view of other people's opinions on what's going on with our team and, you know, the possibilities that we have and the negativities that we have. I mean, I love listening to Raider Greg. I, I almost agree with him on everything that he says, but the best part of this show is the bone line. As Raider Greg says, the highlight of this show as Carson Palmer was last year of the team, I know a lot of you ain't going to like that comment. And to that idiot, I'm talking about the idiot, the, the last guy that was just all talking about how Carson Palmer threw over 4,000 yards. It seems like a lot of the Raider Nation is rooting for Pryor. Do you realize that fucking Gannon had, was the only... Raider to pass for over 4,000 yards, and Palmer is the last one, last quarterback to pass for over 4,000 yards. Are you kidding me? And you're rooting for Pryor? The guy played one fucking game and a couple of plays, man. Are you kidding me? I mean, the kid's got talent. Don't, I'm not going to go against that. But come on, man. Are you saying our offense is more potent with Pryor as number one? Fuck that shit. You don't know football. Every time Carson Palmer completed all those yards, we were down by three touchdowns, and it's the fourth quarter with like three minutes left, and we in the hurry-up offense. Carson Palmer sucks. He stinks. He has no mobility to scramble out of the pocket. He just fall. He can't run. It was a waste of money for us. He will not get us there. Terrell Pryor is our future. <laughs> I love it. Um, it is the bone line. And that's why we all call, you know, we've been down in the shits for for way too long, since 2002. You know, I'm young. I, you know, I was born in 90. I've only seen one Super Bowl, but, you know, I've done my history, as any true Raider fan has. I got the I got the ink, I got the blood in my system, but, uh, you know, we've been down in the shits, and, you know, I haven't called this bone line, but maybe a handful of times, 
but I listen to it every time it comes out, and I just can't wait until our team turns around and we can have some positive callers and not have a bunch of callers calling in, calling the suicide hotline, spilling the guts out on how shitty we did, but rather than, holy shit, we're winning games, we're going to the playoffs, let's make it to the fucking Super Bowl type of possibilities, you know? You know, I'm realistic. I see that that's in the future, and, uh, you know, it's not going to happen next year, maybe not even next year after that. But uh, I heard somewhere McKenzie said, you know, we're not going to be out of the shits until, like, 15, 2015, you know, and that's, what, two year, two three years away, actually. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this next upcoming season, looking forward to the draft. Personally, I think we should trade down if there are any uh, legitimate suitors out there that would want our number three pick for the crap that's uh, located in that in that general area of the draft. But uh, I would like to get more draft picks and build on this team. I don't think one guy in this draft, a uh, very high pick with the amount of money that we would have to pay him, uh, a.k.a. Russell, McClain, Hayward Bay, is going to be able to tr- turn this defense around or this offense around. So hopefully we we're able to trade down and get a couple extra picks. I know we don't have a second, so hopefully we can trade down and get a lower lower first and, you know, pick up a second round draft pick. But with that, this is Nebraska Raider. Raider love. Raider Nation. I am out. Go silver and black, baby. Now Raider Todd and Money Man has spoken. You got to be cool, man, because he came out cool. And I like the call very, very much. Very cool. I don't think anybody's going to trade with us. I think we're stuck with a three, but that's fine. Whoever we get, it's got to be an improvement over who we got. I love the call, man. Great, great call. Thank you, my brother. And next we have a very cool, funny dude. I like this guy. His name is Rada Mystic because he is so opto mystic what's up brother hey what's up raider nation just got done listening to uh podcast 5068 or whatever it was but always exciting to get the new podcast and listen to it love it i was surprised i didn't think one was coming up for a little bit still but anyways raider mystic 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 Right here, live and direct. And I've been sitting back for a long time listening to people conversate about Carson Palmer and Terrell Pryor. And coming in as an independent in the argument, I would have to say that they both, I have a high regard for both of them. And uh, yeah. What about a what about a I know you got you got to play to you got to play and and stay in the game you can't kind of switch in and out like basketball players but I don't know I can see Carson Palmer coming in for the bomb Terrell Pryor that's not going to work though but anyways uh I was uh just thinking about Terrell Pryor and 
I know that uh, Raider Greg, you mentioned something about he didn't throw the ball in a certain way, but you know what? I don't think I think that's just his style. I don't think it's like a, a new school or an old school. I think that little push is like a touch, and I think he just he just he just uh, has a style that he's trying to get the ball into a certain place. And I don't know. The only time we really got to watch him, besides preseason running like hundred yard runs and and throwing some bombs, and was against the Chargers. And I thought he had some pretty good passes in that game, even though they were uh, those, some of those push type throws. But I think that's his style. I think you know how uh, Philip Rivers has the uh, the huck, the sidearm, just huck it and stomp if I can't throw a complete pass because it's going to get intercepted. But I don't know. I like Carson Palmer. I like Terrell Pryor. I think Terrell Pryor definitely has, well, he definitely has much more mobility, which is the extra stinger, I think. So I think I would have to go with Terrell Pryor. But I'm a big fan of both of them. I think uh, either way, going to be okay. And Raiders for life. Well, I wish more of us had that opinion, but you know, it's one or the other. You can't switch back and forth. It's not like baseball or basketball. You got one quarterback and he has to carry for the season. Most of the time, rarely you get some guys that come in and complete a season for somebody else. That's what we want. However, a great backup. Right now, we'll just have to see. Contracts are the deal here. So we don't know who's going to be hunking the rock for us. Uh, and as far as Toral Pryor, <clears throat> you know, Randy pointed this out to me. And, um, you know, Kenny Stabler used to lob the ball like that. His passes weren't pretty either. But he sure did get the damn ball to players. So, you know what? I don't know about that. I think that might be his style. Um it makes me nervous, though, because it looks like the ball's just hovering in the air too long. But, hey, man, if you can get the ball in there, let's just see. Shit, I'm ready to go for anything. This is the time we need to experiment because we need to develop a quarterback right now. It's a position we need to solidify. we got to get that handled right now. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Rada D from the IE. What is happening, man? What's up? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Hey, this is Raider D from the IE. I'm actually currently listening to this last podcast, and um, you're killing me, man. We start out with a guy telling us that uh, he doesn't like cussing on the Raider Nation podcast. And, you know, I can respect the, the fact that there are kids listening, and a guy like that, you know, may may have sensitive ears. I don't know what it is. With, um, you know, the Raider Nation, you have to understand, sometimes you're going to get an F-bomb thrown at you. That being said, what the fuck is all this bullshit about fucking uh, uh, garbage yards and this and that? You know what? I like Terrell Pryor. I hope we keep him. I hope they groom him. I don't see how you're going to dump uh, Carson Palmer when, in all honesty, he still gives us the best chance to win right now. Now, the interceptions, I, I've been first to tell you that's some bullshit. But look at some of the games we came back in. He threw some interceptions, got us back. We should have won that fucking game in Atlanta. 
I don't give a fuck who, uh, uh, how you look at that game. That motherfucker brought us back in that game. If he throws that pick six, he comes back and fucking takes for what, 90-some-odd yards? Puts us right back in, and then fucking, what's this dumbass goes in the prevent defense? You know what I'm saying? And we give him the goddamn field goal. There's a couple other games he has some, some strong comebacks. There were some games that we just look like we didn't prepare for. We didn't prepare for Miami last year. The Raiders shouldn't lose Miami. No way in the world would get blown out by Miami. Our officer's coordinator did not prepare for that game. There's a few games like that. So we got to quit bashing and hating. It sounded like we don't really know a whole lot about football sometimes. Keep on Palmer and let him groom and, and bring Pryor along. You learn from somebody who knows, you know, somebody's mistakes should definitely help you because you don't make that mistake. Palmer can make all the throws. Terrell Pryor's got to get to a point where he can make all the throws, and right now there's nobody to say he can do that. I like his uh, youth and enthusiasm. I like what he brings on the field. I like everything else about him. I want to. I wish they had brought him in um, when they started throwing liners on us out there, and not waste time. Hey, hey. All right, hey, Daryl, ready to I'm out. I love that call, man. Very, very cool. Very good call. <laughs> and I tell you this, I agree a thousand percent. Why the hell didn't they put Pryor in instead of Leinert? Leinert sucked. <laughs> he was terrible. I hope we don't see him again. I hope he's gone forever. I mean, he looked so good on the practice field, it's scary. As soon as the game was on, he just folded up, went away. I don't know what the hell happened to the guy. Weird situation, but hey, man, it's how it goes. Thanks for the call, my brother. I love this guy. Rada Grant from Salem, Oregon. I love your passion, man. I love it. I do love it so, man. You are so much. Rada Nation, what's up? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Grant up here in Salem, Oregon. Hey, I just wanted to call in. Just got done listening to the podcast and uh, just say thank you. I really appreciate your show and everything about it. I'm hooked. I can't wait. I'm addicted for the next show to come out. I love listening. The best thing I, I like to do is listen to the bone line. And I don't like listening to myself on the bone line, but I love to listen to the diversity of all the Raider Nation family calling in. You know, we don't hate the Raiders, Raider Maryland, the guys that call in and bash the Raider Nation family. The, we don't hate the Raiders. We're just fed up and sick and tired of it. And you know what? This show gives me the opportunity to vent because I live up here in sea chicken country, and, you know, there's – Far and few between Raider fans that are as diehard as I am, and I get beat up all over the place. And, you know, being up here in uh, Salem and not being able to go down to Oaktown on a regular basis, this show gives me a chance to be uh, part of the action. I feel like, you know, I'm more involved with the team, and, you know, I feel like uh, there's other people out there like me that actually love a team that sucks. You know, like I said uh, before, I'm Raider Nation, third generation, from day one till end game. I've been uh, instilled inside me, and it's branded in my heart, the Raider symbol. So, you know, after getting that pounded in me, uh, Raider Nation, we're tough, we're bad, we win. You know, no matter what, we're going to tough it out and finish the game. And if we lose, at least you're going to know it the next day that we 
the Raiders played you because you're going to hurt. Well, I watched that go from uh, being that image to a bunch of sissies. And, you know, everybody else out there that feels the same way calls in and vents because we can't stand it anymore. We want something to change. And Raider Nation and Raider Maryland, I'm not questioning your Raiderism out there, you know, but you'd think that you'd embrace that being as far out as Maryland. You know, I know that some of the cussing and stuff could be a little bit off, but you know what? That's what gives uh, people character, the raw emotion of venting. Anyways, I'm rambling on. I just wanted to say, you know, hey, I appreciate the show. I really love it. I can't wait to hear the next one. And once again, you know, Raider Nation, keep calling into the bone mine. Give people your opinion. Uh, the the opinions I hear on this show has opened my eyes to different aspects, made me look at different things. And you know what? We're all a family. I only vent to my family. You know, I don't go out and vent to this person or that person, you know. So this show gives us a chance to vent and vent to people who want to hear it and the people who embrace it. So, uh, Raider Maryland, hey, buddy, real men and women wear silver and black and enjoy listening to this podcast. Embrace it. Just win, baby. Love your team and love your nation. This is Raider Grant, and I'm out. Well, thank you for that call, my brother. And let me just say this. You know, the bone line is just like that. I needed a place to vent for my frustrations. I never say I'm right. I never say that I know everything because I surely don't. I just throw my opinion out there because it's how I feel. Now, some people might not agree with it, and that's what I like. Because I have fans that call on the show and say, no, it's not how it is. I love it. I just love it. Because like you say, the Raider fan has a different aspect. Everybody looks at things differently. And when we come together and we listen to each other, we can open our minds to different things and wrap around different ideas and really have a collective understanding. And that's what makes this show great, I think. Because as far as I'm concerned, sometimes I wonder when I'm by myself, hey, I wonder if I'm just the only one who thinks this or not and listen to this show. Hell no, I'm not the only one. So thank you for the call, man. I love this show. I love this part of the show. This is why we do it. I'm telling you. And next, my very good friend, man. I call this man a friend because he surely is. This is Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. I love this guy. What is up? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. Just uh, got a couple things on my, my mind that I need to let loose here. First off, Raider Randy, welcome back. Great to have you back, Mr. Brother. Uh, as far as this caller that Raider Greg played about the whole you know, kids listening in, the cursing. You know, we're Raider Nation. We don't hold back. We've never held back. We're not gonna we're not gonna hold back. People don't like what they hear. There's other stations to listen to on the radio, there's other stations online. Don't listen to it. Just watch the games and that's that. I can rant and curse and get no, I'm not going to. Just that that was a waste of time and I'm sure every Raider fan out there laughed at it. Understood it but laughed at it. But, anyways, moving on. Uh, this Raider Mike that called in and says that he's a Raider fan and he's a Raider fan until he dies. His whole call that he put that he called in, he bashed and destroyed the Raiders. 
regardless on how good or how bad they are, you love your team. You never you never bring them down. You never degrade them. You stick by them. You keep your head up about them, and and you root for the team that you supposedly love. Uh, he's under bashing Carson Palmer. I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I, I'm, it's over with. It's going to be a new year. Uh, whoever plays, plays. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. It's whatever. Right now I'm focused on the draft. I hope we go out and get this kid from Florida State Warner because this kid is a beast. He's a monster. He He's raw talent, and I'd love to see him get at the quarterback with Houston. That's my take on, on the draft. I like Warner. Uh, if not him, Mingo. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about the draft. We're gonna, I'm excited for it. Can't wait to see it. Uh, they had this uh, Veterans Week that you mentioned the National Salute to Veterans Week. I just want to thank whoever was involved with it, uh, whoever participated in it. Miles Burris was there. Makes me love the guy even more. Uh, the reason I say that, my father did 22 years in the Navy. My grandfather, God rest his soul, did 20 years in the Navy. I uh, just come from a military family, so that hits home for me. So thank you again for that. Thank you to the military men and women. Continue to do your thing. Raiders will continue to improve. That's all they can do, get better. Uh, great to be back. Can't wait for next podcast. Raider Nation, other than Raider Mike, love y'all. I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Well, thanks, Raider Chris, man. It's cool to hear you and some great opinions, by the way. You know, Raider Mike is a very good friend of mine. He's a good guy. He has a, a show, a podcast. He does a video cast thing himself. He's a true Raider fan, very passionate guy. And he can, you know, he can lay it down. His opinion, pretty strong. He's not a bad guy. He's a good Raider fan. He is just as flipped out and frustrated as the rest of us. He puts his ass in a seat every Sunday. Got to take my hat off to the guy because he's there representing. And uh, Raider Chris, man, I love you, man. You're a good dude. Uh, thank you so much for the... Uh, the, the props on that uh, salute to veterans thing. It wasn't my idea. We were invited. It's a great event. However, we'll definitely be going back there next year. Amazing, amazing place. Amazing people. So, Hey man, thanks for the call. I love the Raider nation. This is what I love about it, man. We all got each other's backs. We can't eat our young though. We got to be cool. And, uh, I know everyone gets very emotional, including me. That's some bullshit. But we got to keep our cool. Someday we will have our time in the sun again. Thanks for the call, man. And we have Raider Grant from Oregon, from Salem. What's up again, man? Where you been? Hello, Raider Nation. This is Raider Grant up here in Salem, Oregon. I just thought I'd call in today and discuss uh, running backs. Steven Jackson, I repeat, Steven Jackson just voided his contract with the St. Louis Rams and will now be up for free agency. In my opinion, I do think that we should uh, try to go after Steven Jackson and release Darren McFadden. Now, I was a big, big Darren McFadden fan. kind of still am. But if you can't remain healthy and be productive all year long for your team, then you're a waste of that team's resources. And that's exactly what Darren McFadden has become. Now, I'm, if we decide to keep him, I'm really hopeful that he can come back and do something really great for our team. But the fact is, is you know, he's age 25 and 
has hardly played, you know, as much as a productive back like Steven Jackson during the same amount of time. You know, the numbers don't lie. Uh, they're they're kind of, you know, uh, four years apart. You know, one was drafted in 2004, I believe. Maybe one was drafted in 2008. But Steven Jackson, 29 years old. Darren McFadden, 25. Uh, in that time, Steven Jackson has been in the NFL. He's acquired 10,135 rushing yards with 56 touchdowns. Darren McFadden, in his time in the NFL, 3,334 yards with 18 touchdowns. Now, if we're going to rebuild, uh, Steven Jackson isn't going to have a lot of life in him, but he will have enough leg in him to get us through this rebuilding year and hopefully be able to pick up uh, in that time a stud running back, a young stud running back with fresh legs and that can uh, play at least 14 games a season. You know, I love my Darren McFadden, but at the end of the day, you want the best for your team, and I do think that we should acquire Steven Jackson. He has also been coached under our new offensive coordinator, uh, Greg Olson, prior with the St. Louis Rams. Now, that being said, just think of a power running game. Steven Jackson, backed up by Marcel Reese. Yes, I think that we should use Marcel Reese as a second option in a one-two tandem. Just think of uh, the linebackers getting pounded by those guys on the defense time in and time out throughout a whole game. Come uh, the fourth quarter, dude, something's going to be wide open. That guy's going to die getting tired of getting punched by those two. So on that note, that's just all I want to talk about. Steven Jackson, I think it would be wise for us to dump McFadden and go after him uh, aggressively. Uh, this is uh, Raider Grant. I'm Raider Nation from day one till end game. Just win, baby. That would make great sense if we had the cap room. Right now, you know, other than a Samoa, which I'm sure is going to be too expensive too, Jackson might be too expensive, but he would be a great addition to the Raiders. I'm not feeling good about this free agent season, man. We don't have enough money. I keep hearing how broke we are, so I'm not looking outward. I'm looking more inward. Now, Jackson would be awesome if McFadden will do his next contract for cheap, then I say we keep them both. You have speed and you have power. That could be great for both of them if we ever work in a two-back set, which we should be able to with those two guys. If McFadden wants too much money, then they should get rid of his goat-smelling ass this year and, uh, yeah, go after another running back, maybe in the draft. There's not too many good running backs there either. So, you know, there's a lot that could happen, like, I'd love a lot of other things to go on too. However, I just think we got to look inside before we look outside because we have some serious situations to take care of before we go outside. So great idea. I hope we get him. I hope we keep McFadden. Or if we don't, I hope we can trade him away for something. Anything would be better than nothing. Seeing as though we've gave away some great pairs last season. So let's see what we do, man. Good idea. I'm not against it, but I'd like to keep DMAC as well. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have the Raiders Edge. In Buffalo, New York, a little chilly, I am sure. <laughs> what is up, man? Raider Greg, what's going on? It's the Raiders Edge from Buffalo, New York. 
Yes, it is cold outside. Snowing right now. Raining. Brutal. It's windy. It's the worst. But anyway, you know, big news in big news in the NFL right now. Alex Smith, 49ers quarterback, going to Kansas City. Man, they gave up potentially two second-round picks for Alex Smith for a guy that's pushing 30 who wasn't able to get it done with one of the greatest coaches in football today, Jim Harbaugh. You know, probably probably the best roster in football, the Niners. Greatest offensive line. Amazing running game. Great receiving threats. Elite defense. Couldn't get it done. He's going to the 2-14 and 14 Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. And let me tell you something, man. The Chiefs are overrated. I've never seen it. I've never seen a fan base overrate their players as much as the Chiefs. I swear. I watch them, man. These guys, Eric Berry, good players. They're not great. Eric Berry, Dorsey, boss. Tyson Jackson was a boss. Last year's record, Don Terry Poe was all right. Their offensive linemen, they signed Eric Winston from the Texans' big contract. Mm, it's all right. No, but I mean, they're, just, they're just an overrated team. I mean, Tom Bahali's a good pass rusher, but, I mean, he's not I don't, He's not on that, like, amazing elite level. He's just not. They're overrated. They're a two-win team. The major topic of discussion with the Raider Nation right now, if you go on the forums, is quarterback. When you listen to the Raider Nation podcast, Everyone's talking about Carson Palmer, Terrell Pryor, Palmer this, Palmer that, Pryor, Pryor, Palmer. It's just like split. They are split. And, you know, I can't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not on either side. I'm really not. I, when, when the Palmer supporters call in, I get it. When the Pryor Palmer, when the Pryor supporters call in, I get it. Um, Carson Palmer, this is how I view it. Carson Palmer, I'm trying to make this quick here. Carson Palmer is not the problem, but he is not the solution for the Oakland Raiders. He's not. It's just not. You got a complete, you got a rebuilding project going on. Um, Trell Pryor, I mean, man, he is raw. He is a raw. He needs years of development, that guy. He's just not there. It's just not there. I mean, he needs a lot of time to develop. And these coaches don't have time. They don't have time to wait for these quarterbacks to develop. They're gone. These coaches will be fired. Right? Kennedy will be fired. Fucking Dennis Allen will be fired. These guys don't have time for that shit. You know, <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of rumors right now going around that the Raiders and Reggie McKenzie really like Geno Smith, the quarterback from West Virginia. You know, I am a, I'm a huge draft guru. I follow the draft all year long. I know what's going on. You know, he doesn't he doesn't I'm not completely blown away. I'm not completely wowed by Geno Smith. He's not your prototypical Raiders quarterback. He doesn't have a huge arm. You know, he 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 is a he I think I always viewed him as a West Coast offense quarterback. He's got a good arm, he's not great, he's got a good arm. But think about Geno Smith though, he's very smart, very intelligent kid. His uh, good accuracy, not the best, good accuracy. I think he's a top 20 pick. But I know a lot of Raider fans are just like, they would be so upset if they drafted Geno Smith. And I really wouldn't be upset because 
you've got to remember, Reggie McKenzie had nothing to do with trading for Carson Palmer. Dennis Allen had nothing to do with that. They had nothing to do with drafting a trail prior. These guys, you know, Reggie McKenzie probably wants his own quarterback. He hired his own coach. He probably wants his own quarterback. When, you know, when general managers get jobs, when general managers get jobs in the NFL, if they don't identify who their quarterback of the future is within the first couple of years, you're done. You're gone. You, you're fired. Goodbye. And GMs usually don't get second chances in the NFL. You get one shot. How many GMs get fired and then get another general manager job? It doesn't happen. So, you know, you really – and quarterback is the most important position, bottom line. You get a good quarterback, change your whole team. The CLC Hawks with Pete Carroll and John Snyder as their general manager, they went 7-9 and 7-9 back-to-back below average football team two years in a row. They draft Russell Wilson, third round. Boom. Boom. 11-5 playoff. That, team, that franchise could potentially be set for the next eight years. <clears throat> no, you, I can't. I would not fall. I would not fall. Reggie McKenzie, if he drafted Geno Smith, because Carson Palmer and Charles Pryor, in my opinion, they're not, neither, neither one of them is going to be the answer for this team. I really don't think so. But uh, I think I went a little too long, you know. But I just wanted to get involved with the quarterback conversation. You know, it's, it's always a hot topic in the Raider Nation. All right, guys, take care, and uh, can't wait for the next podcast. Well, let me say this. I disagree with you on the Chiefs. I think they're going to be a formidable team. I think they got all the talent in the world, and now they have a coach that can inspire them to greatness because Andy Reid is that kind of guy. And that's the kind of guy that was in San Francisco, and he's a West Coast guy. He loved Alex Smith from the draft. So I'm I'm not real happy about that move at all, man. I'm very concerned. I think the Chiefs are going to be far improved and will be battling out with the Denver Broncos for the division. We will not be, nor do I expect us to be. But uh, that's on that subject. Geno Smith. If we got Geno Smith, well, that's what we would get. (laughs) You're going to hear a whole bunch of boos at Radio City Music Hall, I bet. (laughs) If not a body thrown over a canopy or something, shit. Could get crazy there if that that name came out. But, hey, if that's the direction, then we shall all go there. Don't you think? In the NFL draft, the Oakland Raiders select, select, select. select. We got much no choice, really. I would prefer offensive, defensive line. Prefer defensive line for sure. For depth, for power, for angry men ready to kill somebody. That's what I want. Out of this draft. Thank you for the call, my brother. And we have the third call from Raider Grant. And I love this guy. That's why you're hearing him again, man. Listen to him. He makes some goddamn sense. (laughs) Raider Grant from Salem, Oregon. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Nation. This is Raider Grant up here in Salem, Oregon. Just got done watching NFL Live, and I cannot believe my ears. Uh, the Raiders are seriously thinking about picking up Geno Smith with the number third pick in the NFL draft. 
I've already voiced my opinion about this. Geno Smith's a buster. He's not a top-rated QB. He's no Andrew Luck. He's no RG3. He's no Cam Newton, no Peyton Manning, no Brady. The guy will come in and go out of the league just as fast as he can. He's a Vince Young, you know. He is a Terrell Pryor. We have Terrell Pryor. We have Carson Palmer. Use him. If we're going to dump Carson Palmer, bring in somebody else, and let's give Terrell Pryor his shot. But you know what? Damn it, we're in the rebuilding years, and you don't go out and pick up a buster when you're rebuilding and use a top draft pick to do that. Reggie McKenzie, you ain't no wizard if you're going to be picking uh, Geno Smith for the third round, uh, third pick in uh, the first round of the draft. There's no way you're a wizard. In fact, if you pick up Geno Smith, that means you're a buster. Dennis Allen's a buster. Your first round pick, Geno Smith's a buster. And guess what? That's three strikes. You're out. Pack your bags. I'm serious. It's uh, that bad. If we go with Geno Smith, he is not the savior for the Raider Nation. Either is Carson Palmer. Either is Terrell Pryor. We are supposed to be rebuilding, and we need to get our defense going because, you know what, a strong defense gives a medium ochre offense at least a shot. And if I offend anybody with my cussing, I'm sorry, Raider Maryland, but uh, fuck that shit, dude. Do not pick up Geno Smith. Raiders, we need to wait for a couple years. There's going to be a serious QB draft. Do not get this buster. Stay sunny, Oakland. Go Raider Nation. Just win, baby. But leave Geno Smith at home or for someone else to deal with. Thank you. And I quote, fuck that shit. And if I offend anybody with my cussing, I'm sorry, Raider Maryland, but uh, fuck that shit. You guys let people come on and just cuss, which is so unnecessary. If we go with Geno Smith, fuck that shit. <laughs> that, is, that is priceless, dude. I agree. Hey, man, if they pick him, what are you going to do? But I like the scenario. I agree. We don't need him. We need defense. I've been saying it the whole show. I've been saying it forever. We need a strong defense so we can have a decent offense. I'm telling you, I totally freaking agree. Defense, defense, defense. This uh, linebacker from Georgia, this kid is on fire. Uh, you know, we got some good players we can get in here, man. Let's get some players on D so we can dominate again and be the feared, once again, silver and black faux show. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the show. Special thanks to the Raider Take, my good friend Sean. You got to check it out. Raider Take is a blog. The sky is full of wisdom. It's a great blog, too. Check it out. It's very refreshing. He's very intelligent. And uh, I get a lot of stuff from him because he's a wise dude. Uh, so check him out. Season, it seems like it's a million years from now, but it's coming up quick. In just a few days, the free agency. I hope we do something. Please, Raiders, come on. Let's get some movement. Let's do something. Let's make a splash. Let's do something. I just don't want, like, three players from Green Bay that I've never heard of. That will not work for me. Let us hope something happens in Oakland very soon, <laughs> please. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.